Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing how you can connect with us on social media, and also how you can support us. We are reachable at this lovely podcast on various platforms. We also have several YouTube channels: the Hand Network. Check it round table, and also the Asian Drama Club. I will drop the links in the description so you can check those out. You can also reach us online at our website. That's onacar dot com. That's o n n a c a r r dot com. You can support us through either PayPal or Venmo. Our PayPal email address is roses r o s e s out of the snow o u t o f s n o w at gmail dot com, and you can support us also on Venmo. The the connection for that is at on a car, and that's uppercase O and uppercase C, and it's O N N A C A R R. The last four to verify are one one four three. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing episode three of the Taiwanese Bill Drama series, "My Tooth for Your Love." This episode is about Bai Lang, the main character, and it opens with him. At, a, at his bar, chatting with some friends around a table and acquaintances, and he's drinking what appears to be maybe an alcoholic beverage, and he's getting ready to take some medicine. Well, at the same time, Jin Ju, I'm not sure how you say this, Jin Juan, I'm not sure, but anyway, Jin comes in and sees that he's getting ready to take medicine with what he thinks is alcohol, and he literally comes up and grabs his hand and says, "Don't take your medicine with the alcohol." And Bai is a, a little taken aback by this, and everyone at the table is going, "Who, who is this guy that is stopping Bai from taking his medication?" And Bai gets up and goes, he puts his hand over、um, Jin's face like this because he's trying to figure out where he's seen those eyes before. And I really do like how in this series, the the main character Bai, he has some serious. Anxiety issues and maybe even some mental health conditions relating to that, because he literally just tends to collapse. Apparently, in several of the episode scenes that we haven't come to yet, but in this episode in particular, he has kind of a bit of a meltdown. But there is a delightful childishness about him, even though he is a full-grown adult. I totally get that, but there is a Really sweet, childlike innocence about him, and he's he's sitting there. He really puts his hand like this over Jin's face and goes, "Oh, the doctor!" And he says, "This is my this is my friend." And the doctor says, "I'm his I'm his dent." And he says, "No, he's my he's my boyfriend." And the people at the table are going, "This is kind of weird." And the girl who's been trying to hit on Bai for Apparently, weeks and months. You see, they're going. Oh, he has a boyfriend. That means it probably won't work out for me. I'm going, honey. Whether he had a boyfriend or not, it's probably not going to work out since you've been at this for months, and he doesn't seem to really care about that. I'm, I'm not trying. I'm going. I really don't get why people pursue people that are not interested in them. Well, you know, there's a lot of people in the world. Why not be with someone who's interested in you, not having to pursue them? Anyway, so moving on. 
But um, Bai then takes Jin into the other room, and um, Jin is a little hacked off because Bai grabbed his hand, which is hurt from the earthquake situation. And so Bai's a little ticked off about this, and he says, you know, I came to see you because your sister is going to bug me, Jin is saying this, if I don't see you again. And I don't want to have to deal with your sister. She's my university mate, and she's going to call me and say, why is my brother not gone to get his teeth fixed? And Bai is like, well, um, um, and he says, you just deal with this with your sister. This is not between you and me. I have come. I have tried to have you come to my office. You don't seem to show up. You really need to get an impacted wisdom tooth looked at. Okay. And Bai then takes him into the other room and he says, you know, um, I, I'm okay. And he says, you're okay. You're taking alcohol with medication and you've used up all the prescription medication I gave you. So you're now getting over the counter stuff, which isn't as productive. And Bai's like, I'm, I'm not taking it with alcohol. I was having sparkling water. And, and Jin's like, oh. Okay, he's not quite as stupid as I thought he was. I mean, Jin doesn't say that, but we're all guessing the same thought there. And so at that point, Jin looks at him and goes, you know, you have a basically a fear of coming to the dentist. And if you, you seem to approach every other part of your life with a very gregarious outlook, basically. But when it comes to this issue, your fear is keeping you from having a good quality of life because your entire cheek is sore because of this impacted wisdom tooth, which if you haven't had an impacted wisdom tooth, that might not make a lot of sense, but I had four of them and it was not pleasant. I had to have them all removed and that whole process was really not fun. I was not scared of dentists, but let's just say after I had half of it done, the dentist came to me and went, are you sure you don't want to be sedated? And I was like, no, because I read the paperwork. Sedation is brain damage and death. If I have the IV drip that you have, the other way I just die without brain damage. Let's see, which way am I going to choose? Uh, I'm sorry, maybe people don't read the fine print, but that was really disturbing when you're 19 years old and a guardian for uh, relative. I'm like, I'm not doing something that's going to leave me brain damaged. If I have to care for somebody, I don't want to die either way, but I certainly don't want to be brain damaged. So anyway, moving on. But so Bai is really scared. And Jin says, you know, maybe you need to work through this fear to get to a better place because this is going to impede you in your life in general, basically. And then Jin leaves after Bai says he's, he will come he will come to the office. And Jin's assistant, who is also a dentist, like his lower associate, is saying they're going, Bai is your 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 boy, your boyfriend? And he's sitting there going, I didn't know he had a boyfriend. I didn't even know he was dating anybody. And I certainly didn't think he was gonna pick somebody like Bai. And so his his associate's sitting there going, I'm confused, but I just ordered food, and Jin's like, we're leaving, and he's like, but we have food, we have nice food, steamed rice stuff that's really tasty, and also during that whole confabulation with Bai and Jin in the other room, um, Jin admitted that Bai made him very nice rice dish, and Bai's like, you know, you really ticked me off that day, but I'm glad you can appreciate good food, and I really do like the, the complete honesty, because it's like, when you're watching this show, it is kind of a little hokey. But the one thing that I really like about the two main characters in the show, and also even with the lesser characters in the show, that is Zhao Qinghao and He Qiantin. I'm so sorry, I'm not very good with Mandarin. I'm working on that, but it's going to take me a bit. But 
The thing I like about these couples is they do not really have a filter of politeness. Now, what I mean is not that you shouldn't be polite to your significant other. What I mean is a lot of times in relationships, from the outside looking in, I have known several people who they're dating someone, but they don't really tell them what they're thinking. They might be really hating going on a date to like the extreme sports arena, but their other significant other wants to, and they just sit there and go, oh, I'm so looking forward to this. And they're really sitting there going, I'd rather watch ice melt than go throw myself on a propulsion machine. So anyway, are you have conversely someone who really, really likes extreme sports and their significant other wants to go to the bookstore and they're saying they're going, oh, I love books, but they really could care less about books, but they don't want to offend that other person. And so they don't tell them what they're thinking, which I'm just saying, I think it'd be really hard to be in one of those relationships because you have no idea what that other person is really thinking and you are in a situation where you don't feel comfortable asking them what they think. So anyway, but with Bai and Jin and with Zhu and He Qian Tian, I'm so sorry if I'm saying that wrong, the thing that I really appreciate is there is no filter. If Bai sits there and goes, you really hacked me off because you didn't like the food, but since you appreciate it, I'm better now. And with Jin, he was up there and go, you know, you really need to work through this fear or it's going to cause you trouble. And they're not even in a relationship right now, but they are in a situation where they're gaining each other's trust as friends. Now, we then have the storyline go to He Jian who is almost 19 years old, out with his mom and his dad for his mom's birthday party. His mom is so excited to be there having dinner and his dad could really care less. He's like, why do we have to be here? You need to be having friends of higher status and having a big party to influence them. He's telling he can't and he can't is like, you know what? I never please you. I'm really tired and you know, you and his parents are like, we, we always do what you want. You know, we always support you. And he's like, well, would you support me if and he just grabs the waiter who happens to be Zhu Ching Hao and kisses him full on face. And the waiter does not know what to do. He's like, I'm just bringing people drinks. And he literally shows him back onto the booth. And he's he's like, this, this does not happen every day. And he then picks up the glasses, which went everywhere. Um, the boy got thrown. The dad then picks up the boy and throws him again because the boy says, well, would you like me if I like boys? Which I'm really kind of sick of that statement because I'm like, it's not about liking boys. It's about you like a specific person. So I think, you know, we could really use some upping in that. I'm just saying, because I'm like, you know, if if my kid can even like, I don't care who they like. I just care that they, you know, really like that person and are good to that person and that person is good to them, regardless of their gender or whatever. I'm just like, why do we have them always say to you, what if I like boys or what if I like girls? I'm like, well, be more specific. Do you like all boys? Because that could be problematic. And do you like all girls? Because, oh boy, that could be problematic too. So I'm like, you know, I'm just saying. But anyway, Zhu Qinghao has made his parents mad. They have left. She left her business card. Um, when Bai comes to work that night, um, He Qiantian is sitting out in the alley with a big red mark on his face. Now that red mark is because his, his little purse hit him in the head when he was thrown to the floor either 
when he was having that little moment with Xiao Qing or when he was having that issue with his dad. And um, Bai comes in and he goes, um, there's a kid outside and he's talking to Zhu Qing Hao because Zhu Qing Hao is telling him what happened with the other lady that's there. And they go out to talk to the boy and he's like, well, um, my parents threw me out and they won't let me come home and they also took my key. Now, I really think in this case, I do not think what Pi Qian Tian did was right at all. I'm like, there's no way to make that right because you should never kiss someone who does not want to be kissed, who's just a random citizen handing out drinks. I mean, that's a really bad idea, regardless of your age. I'm like, you know, he's 19 almost. Some people are 40 years old and haven't gotten that one down yet. But I'm just saying, he didn't do the right thing. We, I mean, this has nothing to do with whether he likes guys or not. It's just he didn't do the right thing in that situation. But the fact that his parents took away his house key and left him to fend for himself on the streets of Taipei, which I do realize is one of the safest cities in the world. But still, what were they thinking? I mean, no offense, I'm going, these are really bad parents. I mean, like uber bad parents that would leave their kids in the middle of the night in a city and say, oh, I'm just taking your house key. I'm not letting you take any of your clothes. Goodbye, because you have embarrassed me. I'm like, what the heck happened? I mean, no offense. That's the one part of this story that I just am saying they're going, you know, I can really not think of many circumstances that would lead you to say your child cannot live in your home anymore. And if that ever did occur, you should have a place for them to go. Like, you know, if they if they are doing drugs and you cannot have that around your other children. Okay, I get that. But you do not throw your children out for whatever reason into the night in the middle of the street. And I'm like, the kid really didn't do anything that terrible, just overly dramatic and ill-behaved. I'm like, this is not worth him getting fopped off, basically. So anyway, I'm sorry, but this really bothered me because I'm like, are such bad parents. I mean, with zeros on the end of badness. But anyway, so Zhu Ching Hao and Bai talk about it. Bai very excitedly say, you know, we should work on this. He, we, he needs a place to be. We need waiters. He needs to pay off what he made a mistake of. And he has apologized for kissing you full on the face when you didn't want to be kissed. And we could use the extra help. So he leaves Zhu Cheng in charge of Qian and sorry, it's he Qian Tian. So he leaves him in charge of the kid, and he 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 takes Zhao takes Hu Qian Tian's ID card. Not to be bad to him, but he's like, I want to make sure I've got this, so he stays in the bar and doesn't leave tonight and do something stupid on the streets. I mean, it's a good plan. He's not really showing the best of judgment right now. So anyway. That's how the story is right now. We then go to Bai, who has decided late at night to show up at Jin's dental office. Jin had been waiting for him, was just getting ready to close when he shows up. He lets him in. He does the exam. He decides that tooth isn't going to come out that night. He gives him some more painkillers, tells him to drink it with hot water, take it with hot water. And then they both leave together, but he sees that it's raining. And when he gets in his car, he's driving by this it looks like kind of a bridge thing and Bai is just 
circling in like a very agitated state and he's got his hands over his ears and he's just kind of incoherent and so Jin pulls over grabs an umbrella and goes to him and it literally takes him several minutes to get him into the car because he's just not thinking and the only thing he's saying is I I can be by myself I can be by myself well the the issue I think is is by I'm guessing has what we would call PTSD from the states and also severe anxiety and he has he usually lives with his sister who's there with him in the city but she's in Hualin right now so he's by himself and so Jin gets him into the car also during this moment we have a song by Ray which I will drop in the um, notes here the discussion notes um, if you haven't heard Ray you should stop this podcast and go listen to Ray he is an absolutely amazing pianist from Taiwan I'm really hoping someday I can go see him in concert I'm like his music is just he doesn't do bad music I, I haven't really met anyone I haven't met him I'm just saying I haven't met I haven't encountered anyone online with music quite like his for just he always has a winner I'm like it doesn't matter what he's doing even rap I'm like you don't think many people could pull that off but he does so he's an amazing musician composer pianist from Taiwan you definitely should check him out I'll drop his YouTube link as well so you can see that but he did the music for the scene and they also made a music video but Jin takes by home he then leaves but he's sitting there and he remembers the sister saying my brother always acts basically stronger than he is but he gets freaked out quite easily so he turns his car around and he walks back in and Bai is just sitting there beside the door and he's like why are you here and he's going well I really need some dry clothes and I haven't eaten and there is no ginger tea at my house and it is half an hour an hour commute and I was late because you came late and I was staying up for you so can you please let me come in and Bai is sitting there for a bit and he's like okay I can let you come in so he gets in the clothes he gets some ginger tea they're sitting there and then they start talking about um jokes I'm not really sure what the jokes are it, it doesn't make sense to me but I'm sure it makes sense if you were from Taiwan and then um Jin gets ready to leave and Bai gets up and he literally grabs Jin's shirt right before he leaves and he says um um would you like it's late would you like a midnight snack before you leave and so Jin comes back into the house but I really do like this episode it is a little hokey in parts also I will say like the folks of He Jin Tian I'm like what in the heck were they thinking but anyway I am really looking forward to seeing this progress um episode four came out last week episode five will be this Friday on Vicky Rakaton if you're in the states it's going to be Friday morning around 8 30 to 9 30 they'll be releasing that it depends sometimes they're not very prompt about that and if you're in like Asia it's going to be about 8 30 9 30 p.m that they're going to be releasing that on Friday but I would definitely check out the series I think it's going to be interesting to see as this develops because it's different than the other series from Taiwan that I've seen where like we best love or I do be loved in house or um about you the recent one 
the characters in this one, the thing that I find interesting about their interaction, and again, we haven't hit it yet, but there is a sort of fearlessness about them. They are not ashamed to be a couple. They are actively pursuing that person, which I think is kind of interesting because like in Ida Green Loved in House, of course there was pursuit, but I'm just saying there was a bit of hesitancy like on the part of Sheely because he's sitting there going, isn't it selfish for me to want to be with Jin Yuzin? Oh, here, that's a Jin too. I wonder if Jin's a popular name in Taiwan. I've never had a Taiwanese student named Jin. But anyway, that's I know. But, you know, I think this one is interesting because both the couples, it's like they're, they're brave about it. It's like there's a Korean song called Love Bravely from a vampire series. It's not a scary vampire series. It's kind of weird. Japan and Korea have non-scary vampires. Kind of strange. But anyway, haven't seen the series, but it's called Love Bravely. Now, the only exception might be with the character of Zhao Qing and He Kriantian, I think they end up together, and Zhao Qing, who is played by Alex Chu, which is a very good musician as well, fabulous. He did work for We Best Love. So I think the people that did We Best Love did this series is what I'm wondering, because they, they have Ray, they have Alex Chu. Um, I'm trying to think if there's someone else from the Rebesto series. I don't think so. But anyway, I'm not, it's not the same people like the singer-actor for I Do Be Loved in House and Plus and Minus. But with Zhao Qian Hao, um, he is 12 years older than He Qian Tian. And that, I think, is one of the reasons that he does not want to be with this person, because he's worried that down the road that could cause trouble and even now it could cause trouble because I'm like if you're dating someone 12 years your junior you're going to have to be kind of impenetrable to being offended by people's opinions of you because even in a very liberal society people are going to judge you it's like I was talking with one of my acquaintances recently about this because we were discussing you know the difference between if a man dates someone who's younger than him and a woman who dates someone who's younger than her. And I'm like, you know, society thinks both are kind of inappropriate, which doesn't make any sense to me because I'm like, if people are adults, they should be able to date whoever they want as long as both of them want to date. I'm like, it really doesn't matter. And actually, some of the happiest couples I've met in my life were, you know, older or younger than their partner. Now, I don't think that they dated their partner because they were younger, which is an issue or component for several people, possibly, for why they want to date someone younger. But I think sometimes people just find someone who they share interests with, they share similarities with. I remember the most interesting story I ever heard was one of my good friends when I was in high school. I met her when she was in her 80s, and she died when she was in her early 90s. One of the most amazing, awesome, quixotic people I ever knew. And I mean quixotic in a good way, not in a crazy negative way. I mean, she was just always curious about things. She actually spent her life doing fiber arts and designing museum displays. That was her job, actually. But I remember she once told me, she said, you know, I met my husband when I was in my 30s and he was in his early 20s. And he was sitting there and he was like, well, I walked into the museum and I saw her standing there in the display doing her displayish things. And he said, I liked her way better than the stuffed stuffed creatures that were around her. And I said, yep, I'm going to date her. And I was like, 
you know, for them, it worked. And I don't think Iris um, dated her husband because he was younger than her. I think she dated because they were both really cool people. I mean, they both stayed curious. Um, her husband got his pilot license later in life and was doing barrel rolls in the sky for I remember one day I walked in and she'd opened a business in her 80s. And I said, well, what are you doing? Where's where's Rick? He was usually there always. And she said, well, Rick had to go to Texas because he had to pick up a new plane because the one he has currently is getting oil on him when he does the barrel rolls. And, you know, I feel safer with him up in the air because he always hurts himself when he's down on the ground trying to fix something in the garage. And I'm like, they are a great couple. They were married for over 50 years. I remember thinking, you know, that's one case where I don't think the age gap did anything negative for that, that couple. So, you know, I think really age is just a number. Now, I will say I was watching the movie, uh, what is it? Catherine Cole Birdie with a friend. We watched that last night. It was fabulous. If you haven't seen that show, you definitely should. But in that movie, Birdie was marrying guy who looked like he's 70 and Birdie is literally 15, 14 at the time. And I'm like, you know, that's one case where I think age is definitely matters because he was just a carnal creep. I mean, no offense, but I'm like, he really was. So I think, you know, it really does depend on the reasons why you are dating someone, regardless of their age. I'm just saying, but I'm like, that was just, by the end of the movie, I was like, oh goodness. This should not be happening, and I certainly hope she doesn't marry that creep. But she didn't. She did not marry that creep. Her father had a duel. He won, and she didn't have to marry the creep. I'm like, you know, everything worked out well. Hopefully she didn't end up having to marry another creep, but we don't know. So anyway, I would give this episode an absolute, probably a 9 out of 10. It does have a little hokiness. Sometimes the Taiwanese dramas do, but the thing that I think makes Taiwanese dramas stand out from other dramas is the characters are usually so very endearing and likable. I mean, the only exception is I will say some of the history history series are not my thing. There's a couple that have rather despicable characters in them. I'm just saying, uh, History 4 and uh history one i think uh i don't remember what it's called something like obsession that just had some really nasty selfish characters in them but anyway this one i'm like the characters are very endearing it's going to be interesting to see how it progresses i'm looking forward to the sister having a more prominent role in the series too as it progresses but i would definitely check it out it's available on vicky rukaton many different subtitles are available check it at the round table bye hi this is anna and this is check it at the round table where we discuss movies books music and stuff today we are discussing how you can connect with us on social media and also how you can support us we are reachable at this lovely podcast on various platforms we also have several youtube channels the hand network check it round table and also the asian drama club i will drop the links in the description so you can check those out you can also reach us online at our website that's onacar.com that's o-n-n-a-c-a-r-r.com 
you can support us through either PayPal or Venmo. Our PayPal email address is roses, R-O-S-E-S, out of the snow, O-U-T-O-F-S-N-O-W at gmail.com. And you can support us also on Venmo. The the connection for that is at on a car, and that's uppercase O and uppercase C, and it's O N N A C A R R. The last four to verify are one one four three. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.